Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining Dorsey Ross on this episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. In this episode, Dorsey interviews another special guest that will give you hope and inspire you. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. Today, we have special guest with us, Eric Nevins, who lives in uh, the greater Denver area with his wife, Jordy, and four kids. He has an ebook, What to Do When You're Mad at God, and, and he also has a podcast called the Halfway There Podcast. He is also the founder of the Christian Podcasters Association. Eric, thank you very much for joining me today. Great to be here, Dorsey. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about your life growing up. Did you uh, grow up in, in a Christian home? I did, yeah. So our family, Christian family, even our uh, you know extended family were all Christians. And we were that family that was at church all the time. So my parents were volunteers at least once on Sunday, probably Wednesday, depending, maybe more, depending on what we were doing. Right. Yeah, I saw that on your, on your website. I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Absolutely. We were, we were always there. My parents were involved. And you know, I look at that now and I go, you know, they were, we always went to small churches. And so we were at churches that were like, um, you know, where if you were enthusiastic, you were called, you know, so they did a lot of things that they didn't really necessarily love, I think, but they, they did them because they need to be done. Yeah. What made you decide to give your life to Christ? Yeah, I think as a young child, I had given my life to to Christ in sort of a typical uh, way, you know, just my parents leading me to Christ. Um, but also, you know, that that's a relationship that really evolved over time. So, um, and I think there, like, there are a whole bunch of different inflection points I can point to where, uh, you know, d- things like deciding to go to seminary or go to go to Bible college. And and then seminary, and then there's a few other few other points, but that uh, kind of develop that that relationship. But yeah, I, I I kind of grew up in the church, and I'm one of those that never really knew life outside of Jesus. Yeah, what made you uh, decide to go to seminary? Were you thinking about becoming a pastor, or did you have something else in mind? Yeah. So, you know, in high school, I wanted to be an actor and I don't know if I was very good at acting, but I loved the expression. But then I just decided, um, based on some counsel that I, that maybe that wasn't probably the life for me, but I was, so I wanted to do something that was meaningful. And I was, so I decided to be a pastor. I had a friend who wanted to be a pastor. Uh, and I said, okay, I, I want to do that. And so I went to uh, Bible college at Trinity international university, uh, got my BA in, um, or yeah, BA bachelor of arts in, uh, in biblical studies. And then, um, and so what I like to say is that I actually got my undergrad in to, to learn how to study the Bible. And then I went to seminary to learn how to pray. Um, and there's kind of, wasn't maybe in my mind at the time, but that's kind of what happened. Now, are you a pastor now, or did you ever um, pursue that career or pursue that calling? Yeah, you know, funny enough, I never did. So I, when I, I graduated in 2009, right at the, kind of in the middle of the downturn. And so it was quite a bit different um, at that time. And 
you know, like churches just weren't hiring. In fact, many of my, co- my classmates didn't get jobs uh, for four or five years, even after graduating, which was really frustrating. So that's how I know it wasn't probably just me. <laughs> but um, I kind of ended up on a different path. I started out uh, wanting to be a pastor and, and searching for that. Today, I'm really glad. I, I, the more I learn about the ways that churches uh, function, um, I just don't think I would be very good at that necessarily. Uh, so I ended up turning it, you know, going more towards podcasting eventually. Yeah. Is, is podcasting what you do full time? It is. So I have my own podcast and then I have a membership, as you know, uh, for a Christian podcaster is called Christian Podcasters Association Gold Membership. People get in and we uh, do group coaching and we do, um, we have bringing speakers and things like that, which is really fun. Yeah. How did you get started with the Christian podcast? What, you know, like what made you start that? Yeah, that's a great story. I, so I started my podcast. It actually took me two years. You mentioned my show is called halfway there. It's a little one part hat tip to Bon Jovi and one part, you know, just kind of a statement about the spiritual journey that we're kind of always on the journey. Uh, but I started, I finally launched it in 2016 and about a year later, I started wondering like, is there a group for just Christian podcasters? And there really wasn't on Facebook. And I, I couldn't find one that was actually active doing the kinds of things that I was looking for. Um, even like there was one group that I posted in I, that said that reached out to me and said, Hey, we don't, we don't try to have conversations here. We just post our shows. I was like, Oh, Okay. Now what I'm looking for, I'm looking for conversations about podcasting and uh, somebody commented on my, or maybe I commented on somebody's post that, you know, Hey, is there a group? And somebody replied to me and said, man, if there was, I'd love that. And so I started talking to him and his name was Phil. It turns out he actually was in my hometown of Des Moines, Iowa. So we kind of had this connection. And so I started talking to him and I just said, you know what? We're going to start one. Let's do it. And so he helped me uh, start it. We got the group going in, in 2017, and it's just kind of grown from there. Yeah, it is, you know, it is pretty good. I need, I need to do better with repeating on there and getting more information, but it is a great a great group and great thing that you guys do with that. Yeah, thanks. I think it's kind of evolved. It's definitely I, – I love helping podcasters, Christian podcasters connect, learn, and grow. So I want them to be able to find each other uh, to, cause one of the best ways to grow your show is to guest on other people's shows. Um, you can also, but so I want them to connect, but also then just to learn from each other. And so what I love about the group is I don't have to be the smartest guy there. I'm just the guy bringing everybody together and other people know things that I just couldn't know or don't want to know. Like we had somebody asked a technical question the other day. I was like, boy, I don't know, but I hope somebody can answer it for you. Um, and then, you know, and then grow. And I really, my passion uh, ever since uh, Bible school was, is really the helping people learn how to uh, grow in Christ. And I'm convinced that podcasting is one of the key formative things, at least it was for me in uh, finding my own voice and getting to where, you know, I think God wanted me to be. How did you get started in podcasting? Did you have, you know, like God speak to you or the Holy Spirit speak to you and say, Hey, this is what I have for you next. Or did you just step out in faith and say, Hey, I'm going to see, you know, where this goes type of thing. Yeah. That's such a great question. I didn't start. I didn't really feel a sense of calling necessarily. What I had was a sense of 
um, wanting to contribute and still use some of the stuff that I learned in seminary. Uh, because like I said, I was kind of working in the financial industry and not using that pastoral um, work that the or knowledge that I had. And at the same time, I was really concerned about people who were going through some parts of the spiritual journey that uh, honestly, they're difficult, they're hard, they're rocky. Um, and people don't get a lot of people. Um, it can be messy. And so I wanted to start a show that would contribute to that spiritual growth conversation. Um, and that would also tell, um, stories, not just tell people what to do or think or feel, you know, like that's, I feel like I was really bad at that. I'm not a great preacher because I don't want to tell you what to think. But when I started thinking about if I can tell you, uh, start a conversation with you, man, I love that. And we can go back and forth and I think something really holy and uh, delightful can come out of it. Yeah. So you, how long have you been doing this now for? Um, I, my show launched on June 6th, 2016. So that's, that's five years. And I asked myself last year, uh, how long am I going to do this show? And just kind of trying to see, like, gauge my interest. Like, how long do I want to do it? And uh, the answer was uh, 10 years. So I'm going to go another another four and a half years, and uh, we'll see how that, how that turns out. But that'll be 500 episodes of people's stories. We already have, I'm guessing it's over 10,000 years of people walking with the Lord, of experience of walking with the Lord that we get to share um, and some people, you know, I have some guests, like one of my guests was my grandma and she, she just passed away in September. Um, but I have that as a, as an, a testimony to God's faithfulness in her life. Um, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. And I hope other people can learn from it as well. Yeah, absolutely. What have been some of your favorite guests besides your grandmother that you ever wanted to <laughs> or gotten a chance to interview? Yeah. You know. Um, well, I had you on recently, so that was cool. That was awesome. Yeah, you're up there. (laughs) I I got, I got some great feedback about your episode. Somebody wrote me and said that it really, uh, touched them. They enjoyed, um, hearing that, you know, there, I have a lot of great guests, which is kind of fun. Um, I don't know, like I, some of the ones that I point to a lot, there's a guy named Dan Rudman early on, like my first year I talked to this guy. And here's what I loved about it. He actually, um, he went to, he tells me a story, how he came to Christ. He has, uh, I'll give you a short version. He went to a, he was in college. He went to a, like uh, his RA was showing a Josh McDowell film and about relationships. And he was kind of interested in it. He was kind of in and out. And then Josh McDowell challenges the people watching it to read the gospel of John. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to do that. Um, he gets a Bible. And he can't find the gospel of John, but he finds the letters of John in the back and he reads them. And he has this sense that he's really kind of on the side of darkness, not on the side of light. And so he eventually ends up praying, giving his life to Christ. It took a few weeks for that to happen. And then he he realizes, he turns out to be, I'll just cut the story kind of short, but he realizes that eventually he's an evangelist. And today he's traveled, so intervening, whatever, 40 years He's traveled around the world and preached the gospel to millions of people. Oh, wow. And he, he says to me, look, I never saw that RA again. 
So there's this out there somewhere. There's a guy who was at the, I think it was the university of Michigan um, who was an RA and showed a Josh McDowell film who's responsible for bringing someone to Christ who shared the gospel and around the world to millions of people and doesn't know it. Right. Oh, wow. So there's stories like that, that I love to hear because what they mean, like, you know, the, the application there means to me, if you're called to do something, you just need to do it because you might not ever see the results. You might not ever see what God does with it. But if you're faithful, you can trust that God will do something with it. So I, he's one that I just absolutely love. I've replayed that at least once. Um, I got to, I've also got to talk to people that um, like a couple of rock stars. I talked to John Schlitt from Petra, um, who was one of my favorite bands back in the day. I, I talked to Jamie Rowe from Guardian Um and I've also talked to some of my other heroes. I talked to Oz Guinness a couple times, Cliff Ravenscraft multiple times. So there's people like that that I just um that that I love. And that's one of the things I've I've kind of set as a mission for my podcast is in today's world, there's no reason to not know the people that inspire you. And if there's somebody who inspires you and you have a podcast, reach out to them. You may not get them the first time. You may not get them the second time, but be persistent and you'll eventually be on their radar and maybe they will, uh, they, they will join. I had to wait over a year to get Cliff Ravenscraft on my podcast and then I have twice in one year. So it, it was, uh, it was pretty great. For someone like myself and others who may have a podcast or may want to do a podcast and like you said, you reached out to these people. What's the best way to reach out to them, especially the, the big name? people. Yeah. Um, you know, that's always kind of interesting. And the, there's kind of, I'm going to call them tiers, right? There's level, different levels of people depends on how busy they are. So, um, and, and the, what kind of connections they have. So like, I just reached out to I also write for podcast magazine and I just interviewed uh Tish Oxenwriter for, um, for that. And she had a publicist. And so she's got a book coming out. That's really helps. So if there's somebody you want to have, watch their feeds, watch when they have a book coming out. Cause they're, they'll be much more willing to jump on your show. Um, but so she was willing to do it and I was able to work that out with her publicist. There's other people, you know, depending, you know, like if, it, if you, if it was me, you know me from Facebook. So you reach out on Facebook that works. You can always go like, I have people reach out on my website all the time, hit the contact form and send me a message that helps as well. I'm definitely inclined. I don't say yes to everybody, but sometimes people reach out and I, and I do, uh, if you, you know, the other way, but here's, here's something that I will say. It's tough. What the worst pitches are the ones that indicate that you have no idea, um, or that the person pitching you has no, has no idea what your show is about. Right. So my show is a show about the spiritual journey and I get people pitching me for, um, you know, for like a business kind of a thing, like a business coach. I mean, if you're a Christian and you want to talk about your journey, okay, there's a possibility there, but it's very, otherwise it doesn't really help. Uh, like if, because I don't think you know what my show's about. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's the key thing to keep in mind. If you can show somebody that you know their work and that you appreciate their work, um, that goes a long way for them saying yes. Have you, without naming names, have you had anybody on your show where after you interview with them, or maybe even, you know, where, yeah, where after they, you interview with them, you were like, why did I just do this interview? <laughs> 
occasionally, uh, but you know what? I think there's only a handful of episodes that I've ever recorded that I didn't share. And the the funny thing for me is there there have been episodes that I recorded and I went, oh, I don't know if that was as good, you know, as good as I would like. I, there's a few I would like some more detail in the stories or other things. And then I go back and when I'm editing them, I find that they're actually, it's good. It's great content. You know, it's, it was a good conversation. And so I try not to judge. I kind of stopped doing that because it just doesn't do anybody any good. You know, there, there are some that I don't, that I've said, no, I can't publish that, but um, not very often. What made you write your ebook? What to do when you're mad at God? Well, so I, I talked about the spiritual journey. Um, a lot. And one part of the spiritual journey is what's called the dark night of the soul or the spiritual desert. Christians have called a lot of things over the millennia. And it's a really normal part of the journey, um, but it's also messy and it doesn't scale. And so the American Evangelical Church kind of ignores it for the most part, um, which is, I think, very problematic. And so part of what I w- am doing with my podcast is getting people to tell me those stories in an effort to normalize the dark night of the soul that we, we all go through. We can feel God can feel sometimes distant and far away. You don't have to go much further than the Psalms to know that. Well, I wrote the, so I wrote that book to help people who are going through that season of life. And um, it's actually based on the book of Habakkuk um, because I love Habakkuk's story. Habakkuk has a very, um, he sometimes gets labeled as a complainer, but his interaction with God is actually a uh, really good template or example for us. Um, and God is very faithful to, to respond to him. And so I wrote it to help people see that and then maybe put it into practice for themselves. Gotcha. What do you hope to do in, in the future? Man, that's a good question. I, I, everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to do it all. Um, I really... You know, if I, I'd like to have a business where it sustains my family and sustains a lifestyle of travel, um, where I could do it from anywhere and I can, I can go out. That's ultimately the dream is to be able to, I'd love to take my family and go for a year and just travel the world, travel, you know, spend some time in Europe, spend some time, you know, I'll, I'd love to set foot on all seven continents. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah, that would be super cool. Yeah. Other than okay. that, let me let me share one more thing. Okay, I I one other little dream. That's not a little dream, but a dream that I have that I just don't know how to do. Um, would be to create a, a some sort of site about um kind of the spiritual journey that helps people through that with courses and online kind of new media stuff, podcasts and blogs and that kind of thing. Well, Eric, thank you very much for uh, coming on the show today. We greatly appreciate having you. Hey, Darcy, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, guys, thank you again for coming on and listening. I hope this was an encouragement to you and hope you got something out of it. And please like, share, and uh, until next time, have a great day. God bless. Thank you again for joining Dorsey Ross on this episode of The Dorsey Ross Show. Please like, share, and tell others about the show. Also, please check out the other podcast episodes. And if you would like, donate to this podcast and buy Dorsey a coffee. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.